Welcome to the Sermon Audio Podcast of Hill Country Bible Church, Georgetown. The podcast bringing you biblical messages that encourage you to put Christ at the center of everyday life. We're here to help you engage in the local church and to invite you into a life that matters through Jesus. If you have any questions about your next step, visit us online at hillcountry.life. And now for today's message. Well, good morning, everybody. How many of you would say that you would love for God to build your faith and strengthen your prayer life? That just about all of us And so we're in this message series about prayer. And the problem for so many of us, I would argue, is that we're just praying way too safe. You know, as I thought about my own life personally and prayer, growing up, quite honestly, my prayer life was almost non-existent. I can really only think of about three instances when I would ever pray as a kid. You know, the first would be if I was taking a test at school and I was unprepared. Like, God, help me here. The second would be if I got myself into trouble and I needed help. And then about the only other time that prayer would cross my mind was around mealtimes. And those prayers, I don't think God was impressed or moved by my faith. You know, God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for this food. Amen. Or good food, good meat, good God, let's eat. Kind of a lame prayer life. And most of the time, my prayers were really self-focused. Like, God, protect me. God, keep me safe. God, would you help me to get this? God, would you bless this foot-long chili cheese dog, tater tots, and cherry limeade to the nourishment of my body? In Jesus' name. They're just incredibly safe, surface prayers. And so we're in the midst of this series called Gutsy Prayers. And I think the greatest thing that we could do for our prayer life would be to begin praying bold, dangerous, gutsy prayers. And so last week, we began with this prayer, make me bold, God, make me bold. And I hope you prayed that, make me bold. Now today, we're going to take a look at another gutsy prayer, and it was actually prayed by a little boy in the Old Testament. So let me set up the context for you here. The young boy who prayed this prayer, his name was Samuel. And Samuel, he's about 12, maybe 13 years of age. So I want you to imagine a sixth grade boy praying this very gutsy prayer. And Samuel, he worked in the temple for the priest Eli. But the problem was Eli was not honoring God. Like his family was totally out of control. He didn't discipline his sons. And so Eli, the priest, was sinning against God by not being a good leader. And one evening, Samuel goes to bed. And while he's sleeping, the Lord speaks to Samuel. says, Samuel. Samuel. Well, Samuel wakes up having heard this voice. And of course, he's not expecting to hear the voice of the Lord. And so he races into Eli's room and says, did you just say my name? Did you just call me? And Eli looks a bit confused and says, no, I didn't call you. You know, go back to bed. And so Samuel does. He falls asleep. And a second time, the Lord calls to him, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel wakes up, startled, races into Eli's room and says, did you just call me? (laughs) Eli's like, no, I didn't call you. Go back to bed, will you? Well, then a third time, Samuel falls asleep and the Lord comes to him and says, Samuel, Samuel. And this time when he rushes into Eli's room, (laughs) Eli starts to get a clue. And he goes, oh my goodness, this could be the Lord speaking to you. And so he tells Samuel, the next time you hear that voice, just say, I'm here, God. I'm listening. 
And let's pick up the story now in 1 Samuel 3.10. It says, And the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied. And here, this boy prayed an incredibly gutsy prayer when he said to God, Speak, your servant is listening. Speak, your servant is listening. God, you can speak to me. I really want to hear your voice. Now, what's incredibly cool is that in that moment, God did speak to Samuel. But what he had to say was not an easy message. It wasn't pleasant to hear. And before I tell you what God said to Samuel, we're going to play a little Bible trivia, okay? For 500 points and an extra room on your mansion in heaven, answer this question. Like how many times in the Bible did God speak to someone and give them an assignment and it was easy to fulfill? Think about it. Think about every instance in scripture where God said, here's what I want you to do. Came to somebody and gave an assignment and the person said, oh, okay, God, easy, no problem. You know, I don't know that you can find a single instance in scripture where God spoke to someone and the assignment was easy to fulfill. You know, there was Noah. Noah, build an ark. And Noah's going, what's an ark? Well, it's a really big boat. It's going to be like a football field and a half in size. I want you to build this boat. And then I want you to round up a male and a female of every living species because I'm going to flood the world. And then I'm going to ask you single-handedly to repopulate the entire earth. And Noah's like, oh, okay, no problem. I'll, I'll do that after lunch, God. Jonah, you know, I want you to go and preach to the most wicked, perverse, violent people alive. And I want you to tell them, repent or die. Okay, easy, God. You know, over in the New Testament, an angel of the Lord appears to a teenage girl, Mary, and says, Mary, you're going to give birth to a son. Even though you're unwed, right? You're not married, you're a virgin. And oh, by the way, he's going to be the son of God. And Mary's like, okay, that's cool, God. I mean, this will really help my brand, you know. It'll really help me to push out on social media. You know, hashtag pregnant virgin, hashtag blessed, hashtag humble to raise the son of God, whatever. Now, every time God spoke to somebody and gave an assignment, it was never easy to fulfill. It would stretch their faith. It would challenge them. And so if God speaks to you, if you have the courage to pray, God, would you speak to me? And God does, get ready. It may convict you. It may challenge you. It may seem like whatever God is asking you to do is totally impossible. God's voice will stretch you and teach you to depend on him with an even greater faith. And so young Samuel, he prays this prayer, God, speak to me. And unfortunately, God doesn't say to Samuel, Samuel, you know, now that I've got your attention, I just want you to know that I'm going to pour out my blessings on all people. Oh, God didn't say that. God didn't say, young Samuel, you know that cute girl in your youth group, thou art going to marry her. And you're going to have two kids and a dog and make six figures as a YouTube influencer because I loveth thou so much. I didn't say that. What God told Samuel was a tough message. He said, Samuel, Eli the priest is sinning against me. He hasn't turned his heart back to me. He hasn't turned the people's hearts back to me. And so I'm going to judge his household. I'm going to judge this nation. And I'm depending on you to carry this message and help me to set things right. When you talk about a big burden for a young guy to carry, it's a dangerous, gutsy prayer when you pray, God, 
speak to me. Your servant is listening. I mean, when you ask God to speak to you, get ready because it could challenge you. Okay, what I want to do for just a moment right now is to back up and talk about prayer from a bigger perspective, okay? Prayer in its essence is simply communicating to God our Father, right? It's coming before His throne of grace. And any form of real meaningful conversation is not just a one-way conversation, right? So that means you're not just talking to God, you're listening to God. In fact, I would say that I've learned more by listening to God's voice than I have by just talking to Him. As a matter of fact, I wonder for some of you if God might say, you know what, enough already. Like I know what you want me to do for you. But can you pause for a second so that I can reply back to you? I love you so much and I want to speak to you. I want to guide you. You know, God is always speaking. The only question is, are we ever really listening? You know, God is a speaking God. Now, if you say, okay, <laughs> I know it's dangerous. I know it's gutsy, but I want to pray and I want to hear God's voice. How do I do that? Well, today, what I want to do is to put things on the bottom shelf. Just make it incredibly simple. So let me give you three spiritual thoughts that will posture you to hear the voice of God. Now, the first thing I'd encourage you to do against the trajectory of everything in our culture is to fight to be still before God, to pause and just rest in His presence. You know, Psalm 46 tells us how to experience God. And let me tell you what this verse doesn't say. It doesn't say, be frantic and you will know that I'm God. Be busy and you will know that I'm God. Seek me on the go and you will experience me. Now the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Pause. Stop. Be still. I got a question for you. When's the last time you spent like an hour binge watching Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, Disney Plus? And when's the last time you spent an hour just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling through social media or working out or reading a book, playing a game, whatever it is, you carved out an hour just to do something for yourself. Now, when's the last time that you took an hour of your life just to pause and enjoy the presence of God and maybe hear God's voice. See, if we want to hear from God, we're going to have to slow our pace. We're going to have to silence all the noise of the world shouting at us. Be still and know that I'm God. Now, Jesus said this about our prayer. He said, when you pray... Don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. Be still and know that I'm God. It's a gutsy prayer. Speak, Lord. Now, you might say, okay, Brian, am I like going to hear the audible voice of God? Like, is God going to speak to me audibly? It's possible, I guess. Like Morgan Freeman speaking in King James language. Thou shalt break it up with him, for I have unto thee someone who's better looking with a sweet job and a 401k. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he may speak to you that way. It's never happened to me. But I can promise you that I do hear from God in all sorts of different ways. And so let's talk about this a little bit. How might God speak to you? 
Well, first of all, the most important and reliable way is to recognize that God speaks through his word, the Bible. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and active. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. See, it'll speak to you. It'll convict you of sin and wrongdoing. You know, it'll correct you, guide you, comfort you, build your faith. The Bible is alive and active, God says. So if you tell me that you haven't heard from God, my guess is that you're not spending enough time in his word because God speaks all the time through the Bible directly to your circumstances, to your life. You know, another way that God speaks to people is through other people. Like just, it may be through a message someone delivers. It may be through a song that someone has written. It may be through a close friend. You know, I can't tell you how many times, and it does kind of annoy me, but how many times God speaks to me through my wife, Wendy, who I call the second Holy Spirit in my life. You know, I'll be wigging out about something, freaking out, worried in the moment, and she'll just give me a calm word of encouragement. In fact, one time she read me something online and I said, who posted that? She goes, well, it's your sermon blurb for this week. You know, I hate it when God speaks to me through my wife quoting something that I said, but he'll do that. He will speak to you through other people. You know, another way God speaks is through our circumstances. And this is so, so cool. Like you're thinking there's no way something could happen. And suddenly the door opens and you're like, going, whoa. You know that you know that you know that that had to be God providing that open door. Or maybe you really wanted something and then suddenly out of nowhere the door shut. You're like, why did that happen? You know, maybe God closed that door. And some of you ought to thank God for closed doors. You know, maybe you were dating that door and you really wanted it. And then 10 years later, you see what that door looks like. And you ought to thank God that someone else walked through that door. So God, he opens doors and he closes doors. He uses circumstances. Let me just share a simple story with you about how God spoke to me last year. If you know Wendy and I and our story, you know that she had all boys in her pregnancies. And I loved being a dad of boys. I mean, it was the best. But deep down inside, I kind of always wanted to have a girl too. And when that didn't happen, you know, I just kind of resigned myself. You know, God knows best. And I don't know, maybe one day I'll have a granddaughter. So one afternoon... I was over having lunch at Shanghai Express, just by myself, chilling. And I was kind of reflecting on my life, my family, and everything else. And all of a sudden, there was a lady who attends our church, and she came over to me just to say hi. And she had the cutest little preschool girl with her. And we're chatting for a while, and I glanced over at this little girl. And she looks up at me with these big brown eyes and throws open her arms and then races over to me and gives me a huge hug. I'm kind of a softy emotionally, so I was just enjoying that warm embrace. And I could tell the mom was a bit taken back and chuckled at her daughter's friendliness. And after they left, as I kind of sat there in the afterglow of that sweet hug from a little girl, I thought to myself, you know, man, I am so ready, God. God, I'm so ready to have a granddaughter. And I didn't hear an audible voice, but I had this impression in my mind that God heard me, that God was smiling at that prayer. And he said, okay, you got it. Now, my son and daughter-in-law, they'd been married for a few years and didn't have kids. And they'd actually asked us not to pester them about that. And I totally get it. And so we had no clue where Nick and Zoe were in the whole baby-making department. 
But I kid you not, just a few days after that encounter at Shanghai, we went to the mailbox and we opened up this package from Nick and Zoe. And there was a little Minnesota Vikings baby onesie right there. I mean, it was incredible because it was their way of saying to us, guess what? We're pregnant. And as I backtracked a little bit, I realized that this had been mailed just moments before that little girl came out of nowhere and gave me a hug at Shanghai. And so while everybody else was waiting for the great gender reveal party, I just kept telling everyone, people, it's a lock. You know, I know for sure it's going to be a girl. There's no doubt. I am positive. And of course, God came through. And here's a picture of my granddaughter, Marlo Kate, right here. Isn't she the cutest thing? Man. And you're going to see lots of pictures of Marlo over the years, so just get used to it. But the bottom line is this. God is always speaking in all kinds of ways to us. The only question is, are we listening? God speaks to us through his word, the Bible. God speaks to us through people. God speaks to us through circumstances. And and one more way. God also speaks to us through his Holy Spirit, his spirit. You know, if you're a follower of Jesus, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And that means that your spirit can communicate with God's spirit. The Apostle Paul said this. He said, the spirit himself, that's the Holy Spirit, the spirit himself testifies with our spirit. So that's why when you ask God, guide me, direct me, speak to me, God, you'll begin to have the most unusual senses or promptings, and you won't necessarily be able to explain it all. But you'll find yourself saying things like, I don't know why, but I just feel prompted to do this. Or I can't explain it, but I feel led to do such and such. I mean, God begins to lead you over and over again. And you you might even wonder, okay, how do I know, though, in this moment, if this is God or not? Well, I can tell you this. (laughs) If you feel a prompting, to be a blessing, to be generous to someone, that's never coming from the devil, okay? He's not gonna prompt you to bless someone. So if you feel led and you're thinking, you know, I really just wanna give something to this person, okay, that's the Lord. Or you feel prompted to be an encouragement, that's the Lord. You feel prompted to reach out and and just express care for someone, to, to call them, to pray for them, to give something to them, that's the Lord. And you see, those promptings happen when you're still and just sitting before God and knowing that he is God. You know, a little exercise that I have added to my prayer times is every once in a while I'll just say, God, who would you like me to pray for this morning? And then I'll just listen. You know, try it and see if God doesn't put some names in your mind. And then just pray for them however you'd like, okay? It's amazing to me how these names will just pop into my head. And the bottom line is this. The more you practice listening to God, the better you're able to discern his voice. The more you listen, the better you'll be able to recognize God's voice. Just be still before God. Say, speak to me, God. Your servant is listening. So the first step is to be still. The second step is to be willing. Be willing to do whatever it is God asks you to do. And I don't know about you, but oftentimes my prayers can kind of turn into my own personal wish list. God, do this. God, if I were you, I would do it this way. In fact, if you knew what you were doing, it would already be done already, right? But what if instead of coming to God with our list of demands, we simply came before God with a blank sheet of paper and said, God, what do you want to say to me? Like, what do you want to show me? And then be willing to act on it. For example, a few months ago, I was kind of hitting a spiritual ceiling. 
you know, my faith, my quiet times were getting a bit stagnant. And I knew I needed to mix things up. And so I just went before the Lord and said, God, how do I need to spend time with you? What do I need to change in my quiet times? Would you speak to me? And then I added this. I said, God, if there's anything that's blocking my relationship with you, maybe some sin in my life, would you reveal that to me? Now, that's a very dangerous, tough prayer to pray because all of a sudden God started to do that. He was revealing stuff to me. And after a while, I was like, okay, God, that, that's enough. That's enough. Like, can we just get the top five list maybe? I don't need the whole list. Let's just work on the biggies. See, what happened is I changed up my quiet times. I started listening more. And then all of a sudden, God started showing me things that I needed to work on. It was tough, but it was good. So I don't know what it is that you might ask God. You know, maybe you're struggling in your marriage right now and you just say, God, how can I be a better spouse to someone who's not really loving or honoring you? And then you just listen. Or, or God, how could I use whatever gifts you've given me to further your kingdom, to serve your purposes here on earth? And you just listen. God, what do I have that could bless someone? How can I be generous to someone? Or God, who is it that needs encouragement from you right now? Just say, God, show me. Speak to me, Lord. Your servant is listening. And this is very important. No matter what, be sure that you obeyed what God showed you last before you ask him what's next. See, oftentimes we wonder why we're not hearing the voice of God. And it could be because God is saying, remember what I showed you last month? When you do that, then I'll give you something else. Just be willing to do whatever God puts on your heart. So how do we posture ourselves to hear the voice of God? First, be still. Second, be willing. And third, be ready. Be ready to take action. This is incredibly important. When God speaks to you, you need to immediately be ready to take action, to do what he says, to do whatever it is he shows you. I mean, think about young Samuel, okay? I mean, certainly he wants to honor this man of God, this priest that he's serving. But God says to Samuel, you know what? Eli is not honoring me. Eli is living in sin. And I need you to have the integrity and the courage to go and give this message to him, to tell him my judgment is coming unless you turn your heart back to me. I mean, that is a very, very gutsy, tough prayer to fulfill. God, speak to me. Your servant is listening. And what you got to remember is that Every time in scripture, when God gives an assignment, it's not real easy to fulfill. And God may speak to you, and all of a sudden, he brings to mind some area of your life that you really don't want to acknowledge. But you got to say to him, God, okay, I'm wrong here. I'm sinning here. I'm sorry. Or, or God may spur you to do something that you're afraid of, something you don't feel qualified to do. Maybe it's leading a small group or praying out loud. You know, or, or, or maybe God's just going to speak to you about something else in your life. Maybe going back to school or changing careers. God may ask you to reach out to that boss of yours that you're scared to death of and just ask her where she is in her spiritual journey. Maybe it's going public with your faith on social media. Maybe God's going to ask you to forgive someone who wronged you, even though they didn't ask for forgiveness and they certainly don't deserve it. You know, last week... I invited you all to pray daily, make me bold, make me bold. And this week, I want to ask you to have the courage to pause each and every day and say, speak to me, God. Like, I give you permission to interrupt me. 
And when you speak, would you give me the faith and the courage to obey whatever it is you tell me? Now, I can almost promise you that when God speaks, you're going to say, I I need more details. Listen, most likely you can't handle the details. So by faith, just do what he calls you to do. It's a gutsy prayer, people. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. So don't ask God to speak to you unless you really want to hear what he has to say. It's a dangerous prayer. But the only thing more dangerous than praying this prayer is not praying this prayer. See, if you pray this prayer, it'll stretch you. You'll feel uneasy. You'll feel uncomfortable. But if you don't pray this prayer, then you're going to miss out on what a God who loves you and created you for his glory wants to say to you, wants to do in you, and wants to do through you. You're going to miss out on the good life, the best life possible, what Jesus called the abundant life. So don't miss out on that. Have the courage, the guts to pray this week. Speak to me, God. Your servant is listening. Let's pray. Lord, that's our prayer, that you would speak to us and that we would pay attention. And maybe as we're reading your word, a passage of scripture just comes off the pages and speaks directly to the prayer we pray to you. Maybe people that we encounter will speak to us in some way, shape, or form. Maybe it's the circumstances around us. Something will happen and we just know that we know that we know that it's you opening that door. Or maybe as we are still before you, your spirit will prompt us. We'll get some sense that you're leading us to do something. And whether it makes sense or not, I pray that we would move forward with that. That we would make sure it it aligns with your word and godly counsel. And then we would just do it by faith. And watch your hand do incredible things in our lives. So God, as we continue in this series, we just ask that you would make us bold. And that you would speak to us. In Jesus' name. Amen.